What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the From Downtown Podcast. I'm your host, Dahani Joseph, and in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks. Last night, they played the Golden State Warriors, a rematch of the Western Conference Finals last year. Obviously, it was Golden State making quick work of the Dallas Mavericks, but you couldn't tell Dallas that last night. I mean, Dallas, they came out, they were ready, they had double-digit leads throughout the night, and Luka Doncic, man, putting on a show, a 40-point triple-double, third of the season for Luka Doncic. The rest of the NBA, zero 40-point triple-doubles. And obviously, a 40-point triple-double, that's something rare. That's rarefied air. You don't see that too often. I think people like Russell Westbrook, James Harden have sort of nullified the effect. When we see something like a tri- triple-doubles in general, right, but 40-point triple-doubles, insane and Luka Doncic another one who's making these historic feats look normal almost when you talk about the things that he's doing this season his entire career so I thought all right let's take a look back at the NBA greats throughout history to see okay if Luka Doncic is doing this only in his fifth year mind you How does he stack up against some of the all-time NBA legends? So today we're going to get into comparing Luka Doncic to some of the greatest in NBA history. I had a great time researching and finding all the information that I needed for this one. So you're here already, so let's go. Getting into the game itself last night, I'm mad that I didn't actually watch the entire game. I saw the highlights, and I'll admit that right out the gate, I was not watching the game. Although, I should have been watching the game because, man, just watching the highlights, it was a back-and-forth affair. Golden State, despite being down double digits, they were always clawing back, eventually getting the lead twice. Once in the first half, once in the second half as well having it be a close contest down the stretch. And for Golden State, give them credit. We all understand the struggles that they're having this year, especially on the road. At one point, they were winless on the road. That's not typical for a Golden State team, especially for this iteration of Steph, Clay, Dre, Steve Kerr era of Golden State. The road warriors were a real thing. They were winning games on the road handily at some points. Especially when KD was there. They were just dominating, destroying teams on the road, as well as protecting their home at the Bay. So you got to take that into consideration and also realize that, one, these ambulances are super loud outside. I don't understand why every time I'm recording, there has to be an emergency. Like, calm down. Anyways, (laughs) that's the mess of my train of thought. But, again, Golden State. On the road, they were down big, at one point down 17 against the Dallas Mavericks. And for Dallas, their team, slowest pace in the league, 
that in large part is due to their orchestrator, their entire offense, and Luka Doncic going slow. He goes at his own pace. I think that's a crucial thing, not only for us to realize as watchers of the game, consumers of the NBA, but also basketball fans in general. As someone that's played basketball before, I think there's an underrated novelty to having a certain type of pace and keeping your own pace. When you look at some of the best guards to ever play, right? Chris Paul, a master at staying at his own speed, not getting sped up, running the offense his way. James Harden, he's one of the best at it today, although he's injured, but when he is playing, especially during his time in Houston, there was no slow, let I me mean, speeding up James Harden. He would rock you to sleep with the crossover between the legs, bam, bam, hits you with it time and time again, set up, whether it be waiting for a screen or getting to a step back or going to the floater. There was no speeding up James Harden. That's how he was able to win his MVP because he was playing religiously at his own pace. Nobody could speed him up. Same thing with a guy like LeBron James today. He plays at his own pace. He can he can play slow in the pick and roll. He can also be a locomotive freight train that we've been seeing for what the damn near 20 years in the NBA at this point. Guys who play at their own pace seem to be just at a level above. And it's usually a lot of times those guards, those cerebral point guards that we see have that slower pace at times, but that slow pace allows them to see the game. It throws a defense off because they're expecting you to try and go 90 miles per hour, right? Bop, bop. One quick crossover, trying to anticipate. But you really can't anticipate Luka Doncic. And Patrick Beverly, I believe it was on his podcast, he alluded to that. He was talking about how guarding people, there's kind of a rhythm to how they dribble. Which was fascinating just to hear Patrick Beverly, one of the best defenders in the league. Despite, however, you may think of him, maybe think of him as a pest, as an irritant. The stats show at times he can be a great defender, a great on-ball defender, gets the steals. That's up in you as a defender. For Patrick Beverly to come out and say, oh, guarding Luka Doncic, one of the hardest assignments you can draw in the NBA because of his pace, because of his irregular dribble. Instead of it being a bop, 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 his dribble can be like bop, 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 bop. Like the, the pace is so irregular, and that's what makes Luka Doncic so great. One of the many reasons that makes Luka Doncic so great is his pace, but Outside of just a dribble, outside of the way he moves, he could score it at an elite level. This year averaging 34 points per game, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. Last night he put up a 40-point triple-double, as I mentioned before. To be specific, 41 points, 12 rebounds, 12 assists. These are NBA 2K numbers. These are numbers that you really don't see too often. In NBA history, only recently are you seeing the triple-doubles kind of become normalized from Russell Westbrook averaging a triple-double to James Harden going on his run of triple-doubles. Of course, LeBron gets some here and there. If he really wanted to, he probably could have averaged a triple-double. Oh, excuse me. He could have averaged a triple-double in his prime. I'm not going to say probably. LeBron James, one of the top three players of all time, easily could have averaged a triple-double. But for Luka Doncic... Not only does he do it routinely, like I mentioned before, Daniel averaging a triple-double, he can do this multiple times a year 
dropping 40 points, I'm assuming by the end of the season he'll have at least 10 40-point triple-doubles, probably a 50-point triple-double at some point. That's just all because of how the Mavericks use him as the sole focal point of their offense. And it's funny, Jason Kidd, after the win, he said, I mean, let's see something different. It's getting boring out here. That's what Jason Kidd said. Of course, he was just joking, but, you know, it's true. It's just how routine is this for Luka Doncic? How easy it is for him to get a triple-double like this? The rest of the league isn't even close. I'm, I'm assuming once James Harden gets back, he'll get some. LeBron, he's due. Um... You know, a guy like Steph, who's a very underrated rebounder, he'll get one or two. A 40-point triple-double, that's tough to do. That's super tough. And on the notion of Steph, he had a pretty good game on his own account. Over 30 points on the evening. The big play that was being replayed on SportsCenter was the last play of the... Not, not last play. A major turnover within the game. Where Steph, he had the ball coming up court. He did a step back up to the top, step back to the top of the key. He's going to get three off, but he shifted his pivot foot from his left foot to the right to try and pivot. And he did get the open look. And if the whistle wasn't blown, that would have went in. The game would have been completely different. Might have went to overtime. The Warriors might have won that game. The thing is... Steph wasn't wrong for doing that. He wasn't wrong for changing his pivot foot because in the NBA, for so many years, you got away with that change of the pivot foot. Refs usually weren't calling it. I don't know if they weren't seeing it. I highly doubt that. They're some of the best in the world. A lot of the times, refs would just let that move go. Let the switch of the pivot foot go in these situations. I saw it when Joel Embiid played Giannis. There was one time Joel caught it at the top of the key, and then he changed his pivot to get the angle, they called it. But for years, they have not been calling that. So that's just an interesting point. The referees have been on it, trying to call more travels. I've seen it a lot so far this season. I guess they got a memo and said, all right, we got to cut down on traveling. Which NBA players are the best at? You don't see that in the college level. You don't see that at the high school level. Even overseas, Team USA, whatever it may be. The NBA likes to travel, lets you travel We've seen James Harden do it for so long with his step back, so it's just a matter of now they're starting to call these things. But getting back to Luka Doncic and the historical perspective of what he's been doing. You know, when Luka first came in, nobody was really quite sure who the comp was. I've heard LeBron James. I heard a mix between Magic and Bird. I've heard a little bit of Oscar Robertson in there. So what I decided to do was, let's take a look back at some of these all-time great guys that we mentioned here and compare them to what Luka Doncic has done over his first five years. I know he's currently in his fifth year, but let's assume these numbers are going to stay the same, which I have full confidence that they will. The 34, 9 rebounds, 9 assists. I'm perfectly confident he'll keep those numbers barring injury. I have full confidence he'll be an all-star. I have full confidence he'll be all-NBA first team. So let's kind of keep these things in perspective. He's going to be all-star, all-NBA. I'm not going to say he's going to win MVP because I don't know. He's a front-runner along with Jason Tatum and Giannis. 
but I don't know, so I won't give him the MVP. But all NBA first team, all star. That's a given for what he's doing so far. Okay, so let's break this down. Luka Doncic over his first five years in the NBA averages of 27 points, nine rebounds, and eight assists. He was selected to be in three All-Star games, like I mentioned, going on four this year. Three first-team All-NBA appearances going on four this year. He won Rookie of the Year, and he has a trip to the Western Conference Finals. A little more in-depth for you guys. Rookie year, 21-8-6. A steal of game second year, 29-9-9. Third year, 28-8-9. Fourth year, which was last year, by the way, 28-9-9. Obviously, this year, 34-9-9, the explosion in points, doing it all for the Dallas Mavericks. So we got that out of the way. Right there, with those stats, you can say, all right, this dude is going to be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. He is going to be potentially a top 20 guy. With this trajectory, I'm not saying right now he is, but with the trajectory, you have to imagine he's going to win an MVP right now. He's in that conversation for MVP for the foreseeable future. He'll be in the MVP conversation. You have to imagine at some point, the Mavericks will figure it out, get a championship core around him. He'll win a championship just because the talent is there. It's all about getting the surrounding pieces around him. It is clear as day. That he can be the best player on a championship team. He's already one of the top five players in the NBA today. Almost in any era, he'll be a top five player in the game. Just because of his all-encompassing skill set that he provides on a night-in, night-out basis. Now, let's go to one of the players that Luka Doncic was compared to coming in. LeBron James. LeBron James, through his first five seasons in the NBA... Averaging 27 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. 4 All-Star appearances. 4 All-NBA appearances, which were 2 on the second team. 2 on the first team. A trip to the NBA Finals for LeBron James through his first 5 seasons. And just a little, going a little bit further here, LeBron James in his 6th season won his first MVP. Luka might do it in his 5th season. Although, if he doesn't win it this year, it'll be hard for voters to not give him the MVP next year. Unless someone bursts onto the scene that we are not expecting. But, it'll be hard-pressed for him not to either win it this year or next year. Especially if Dallas retools and gets better next season. Having said that, let's go a little bit more in depth with LeBron here. First season, 21-6-6. I also did not mention Rookie of the Year for LeBron, too. 27, 7, and 7, second year, third year, 31, 7, and 7, fourth year. This is also the year he went to the NBA Finals, got swept by the Spurs, 27, 7, and 6. Fifth year, 38, and 7. So, very comparable numbers between LeBron and Luka. Very comparable stats, very comparable trajectory in their careers. Which is why I wanted to bring up the fact that I don't think people are really realizing what we're watching here with Luka Doncic. We're we're watching a player that has similar numbers, similar career accolades at the same time in their careers to LeBron James. LeBron, 
one of the best players in NBA history. Arguably the best player in NBA history, depending on who you ask. Some will say Michael Jordan. Some will say LeBron. Some will throw some other names. Maybe a Kareem. Maybe a Bill. Maybe a Kobe. Tim Duncan. But majority of the time is either LeBron or MJ. So for Luka Doncic to be in that type of company five years in, you have to sit back and think, okay, what are we really witnessing here? Are we witnessing one of the best players in NBA history, a top five player in NBA history when it's all said and done? Now, I understand stats. Okay, stats aren't everything. They tell a great story. They show dominance. They show the ability to affect the game in multiple facets like LeBron has. But you also have to take into consideration LeBron is a four-time champion. LeBron has consistently been in the All-Star Games. LeBron has consistently been an Olympian for Team USA. Luka won't be playing for Team USA. He'll be playing for his team, Slovenia. So it'll be interesting to see if he can one day just power his country to a gold. That'll be something. LeBron James universally recognized as the face of the NBA. I'll be interested to see if that will change once he retires. Will Luka take that mantle? Maybe. I, I kind of, I don't want to say I doubt it, but just because of the international aspect. Maybe that'll boost his case. I don't know. Maybe in terms of just American presence, maybe a guy like John Morant, Zion Williamson, Jason Tatum will kind of take that mantle as the guy. Steph is still around. Katie's still around. Internationally, you have guys like Giannis, Jokic, Luka, of course. So there's a lot of ways that can go in terms of being the best player, recognized as the best player within the country, almost within the world. But I think these are conversations that need to start being had because Luca is doing some crazy things. And I want to go a little bit more into just the comparison with some of these guys in their, in the, in their not in their prime, in the first five years. Kevin Durant, in his first five years, averaged 26 points, seven rebounds, three assists in his first five seasons. 20 points per game, four rebounds, two assists first year. 25, 6, and 3, 38, and 3, 28, 6, 3, 28, 8, and 4. Kevin Durant, one of the best players of his generation, arguably one of the best scorers in NBA history, an MVP, two-time champion, two-time finals MVP, scoring champ, the athlete, go on and on. Also, a peer of Luka Doncic's. Michael Jordan, arguably the greatest player of all time, right there with LeBron James. In his first se- first five seasons, averaged 33 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. His point totals are way higher than most people on this list that I have compiled. First year, 28. Second year, 23. Third year, 37. Wow. I just want to put that into perspective for guys that Talk about the LeBron versus Jordan debate. I mean, LeBron put up 31. That's nothing to sneeze at, but 37 points per game? 
especially during the 80s. That was 86, 87 when he did that. Considering the era that he was in, considering the hard fouls that he endured, the defense, the hand-checking, for him to average 37, wow. 35 the following year, 33 that fifth year. Another player who's very similar in terms of the production and what he's doing at an all-around level, Oscar Robertson, the big O, averaged 30 points, 11 assists, 10 rebounds during his first five seasons. Averaged over 30 every season minus his third year, which that was 28 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. Amazing numbers. One of the best just all-around guys in the NBA. Despite him playing in the 60s, I think he needs to get more love, more recognition in today's game. I think he did mostly when Russell Westbrook was chasing the triple-double crown which he rightfully took and deserved during that time. But Luka, man, he might be the next Mr. Triple-Double. What he's doing on a night-in-night-out basis, again, he can average a triple-double. That 40-point triple-double, he can really do that every single night. Especially considering that he's in shape now, which has always been the impediment to Luka Doncic having these MVP-type first halves of the season. Because by the second half of the season, there was no doubt he was an all-NBA first-team type of guy. His numbers always showed it. First half, you know, he'd have a moment here or there, but he was always playing into shape. But because he was playing during the summer, because he was leading his team, his country, in that tournament, he was already in shape. So coming into the season, he'd been ready, raring to go, and I think that's why we're seeing the 34 points, the 9 assists, 9 rebounds, the 40-point triple-doubles here and there. Luka has just been a man on a mission. Let's go to some other guys that he's either been compared to or the stats are pretty comparable. Larry Bird, first five seasons, 23 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. Again, one of the greatest players of all time. One of the greatest players in his era, specifically. You talk about the 80s, him and Magic going head-to-head. Another guy, Shaquille O'Neal, one of the best players, one of the most dominating forces, probably the most dominating force in NBA history. Shaquille O'Neal, 27 points, 13 rebounds, nearly three blocks a night, three assists. Of course, the blocks aren't what Luka is known for. But again, the points specifically, just the dominance that we're seeing from Luka, we saw from Shaq. During those prime years in Orlando. And in his first year in Los Angeles. Let's go to the playoffs now. With Luka Doncic. We all understand Luka Doncic. What he's done in the playoffs for his career. He's been one of the best postseason performers. That we've seen. Of course LeBron James. Is the guy that we're going to mention here. Luka in his first three years in the playoffs. 32.5 points, 33 points, I don't know why I'm not writing up. 33 points, 9 rebounds, and 8 assists through 28 games in the playoffs. First year, 31, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Wow. Superstar type numbers. Second year, 
36 points, 8 boards, 10 assists. Again, superstar caliber numbers. Third year, which was last year, they made it all the way to the conference finals. 32, 10, and 6. These are all-time numbers. And for perspective, let's look at LeBron James and what he did in his first three playoffs. LeBron, who's, again, recognized one of the greatest players of all time. Top one, two, three, take your pick of best basketball players to walk the planet Earth. LeBron averaged 27 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists through 46 games in the playoffs. He had deeper runs, obviously, in 2007, which was his second year. He went to the NBA Finals. First year of the playoffs, he averaged 31, 8, and 6. Second year, the year he went to the Finals, 25, 8, and 8. Third year, 28, 8, and 8. So what we're seeing here, LeBron, as great as he is, Luka is outplaying him statistically, at least, during his first three years. And really, there's only, of course, you got to look at the totality, got to look at the winning. But just in terms of pure stats, pure numbers, and impact on the team, Luka is comparable to LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Kevin Durant, Oscar Robertson, Larry Bird, Shaquille O'Neal through their first five years. And in some cases, Luka has better stats than these guys in the first five years. Really, the only player that statistically, only two, I guess three, I'll, I'll say Matt, excuse me, Michael, Oscar, and LeBron in terms of comparing to the overall totality of what they're doing on the offensive end. That's who Luka Doncic is. He's a guy that you can compare to almost any player in NBA history through their first five years. And you'd be hard-pressed to take some of these guys over Luka Doncic throughout his career so far. You would be hard-pressed at times. Of course, these are all first-bound Hall of Famers. These are all top 75 all-time NBA guys. These are all champions. Of course, we can't sit here and just say, oh, I'll take Luka Doncic over all these guys throughout the entire career. So Luka Doncic is only in his fifth year. But in terms of the trajectory that Luka Doncic is on, in terms of the pace, and although he plays at a slow pace, his career is moving up, and it's moving on up fast. By the time it's all said and done, Luka Doncic can be a top five player in NBA history. I showed you the numbers. I showed you the numbers. I compared them to Michael Jordan, arguably the GOAT. I showed you LeBron, arguably the GOAT too. I showed you Kevin Durant, one of the best scorers in NBA history. I showed you Oscar Robertson, Mr. Triple-Double, one of Kareem's best players that he played with. I showed you Larry Bird. I showed you Shaquille O'Neal. If you were to design an all-time list of like top 15 greatest players, I'd be hard-pressed to say that those guys I just mentioned aren't in that list. So when I say Luka Doncic is top five, he can be top five. Let me say that. Let me, let me rephrase. When it's all said and done, Luka Doncic can be a top five player in NBA history. 
That sounds about right to me. He could win his first MVP this year. He was in the Western Conference Finals last year. Despite the Mavericks not going to the expectations I thought they would be this year after a Western Conference Finals berth, I wouldn't be surprised if the next three years Luka Doncic is sitting at the top of the NBA as an NBA champion. And once that happens with an MVP that he will certainly win at some point in his NBA career, Luka Doncic on the path to being one of the greatest players of all time. That's all for this episode of the From Downtown Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please make sure to leave a like, rate five stars, whatever it may be. We want to move on the algorithm so more people can see us, so more people can tune in to what we have going on at the From Downtown Podcast. I had a really good time. I don't know if you could tell from my energy throughout this episode. I think just getting that, the moment to breathe and not have to go through every single game like I've been doing in the past really allows me to kind of hone in, allows me to focus more on a topic and more just be free, be free to just go all in on a topic. So I think from the foreseeable future, of course, we'll mention games here and there. We'll mention things that have to do with the NBA at large through the podcast. Like I said, we're still doing around two to three episodes a week, but kind of doing these player historical perspective videos, things of that nature. I'm all for videos, podcasts. This might turn into a video one day. Who knows? But just getting the ability to kind of just be a, a basketball nerd, for lack of a better term, and just go through all the stats, go through the history, and kind of project where Luka Doncic and any NBA player for that matter that I want to cover. That was fun. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I certainly did. And until next time, guys, take care.